Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is brought to you with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food, Clean Protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. It would be impossible for me to bring this delightful joy to people without Dr. Elsie's generosity. The fifth annual New York Cat Film Festival will premiere this fall in New York City and then travel to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations. Please show your appreciation of Dr. Elsie's support by choosing their products, whenever you can. I am so thrilled to talk to another Mission Meow grant winner. Christina Rutz in Missouri started a group called Full Circle MO, standing for Missouri Feral, and she won a grant. And I think that's an incredible accomplishment, Christina. You've obviously been doing some fantastic work for the feral cat community. And Sally Williams and Mission Meow, of which I'm also a partner, I'm so happy to say, picked you out of many other cat groups to say what you're doing is great. And we wanted to give you a bunch of money to do more great things. So how did you find out that there was a grant process for Mission Meow? Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, I found Mission Meow on Facebook and they started kind of promoting who they are and what they were going to do. Um, and I reached out to them initially and they're like, well, we're not doing grants yet, but hang on tight and keep watching and it will happen. And in late December, early January, they came up with, um, or I guess it was late December, they um, announced January. So I submitted my pitch on what we needed and she, um, Sally interviewed me and got me through the process and announced me as a grant winner at the end of January. That's pretty fabulous. Had you ever applied for a grant before from a from an animal nonprofit? No, never. So you were like that first person that bought a lottery ticket and won immediately. Yes. The difference, of course, being is that this was not just blind luck like a lottery ticket. A great deal went into the work you were doing. So when you named it Full Circle, what did you what did you mean to intend in terms of the cats and what you wanted to do for them in your area? So I 
I've personally have been doing TNR since 2018. And I have followed Kitten Lady through all of her tutorials in kitten fostering and TNR. And um, a while back, she focused in 2018 on full circle TNR. I see. You know, don't just go out and get the kitten. You need to find the mom. You need to find the dad. Right. You need to full circle and get the whole family, to, you know, get everybody and the cycle. That makes a lot of sense. That's a really, I've, I'm, I've interviewed Hannah Shaw, the kitten lady, and I had never heard that phrase before, but it really is important and probably the least fun part of being a TNR person. Getting the whole the whole box of kittens, although it's a lot of work, it's also a great rush, right? You've got kittens, but oh, then to get that, that feral mother and then the tomcat, my goodness, that that must take some serious boots on the ground. It's, it's so much easier when you have a... It's easy to see five kittens, five weeks old, and just grab them yes. and bottle feed them and send them to the rescue. It's much harder to say, wait, we're not going to just take those kittens, but we're going to try to trap mom. And that might take, in some cases, 12 hours of your time to try to trap mom. And the 12 hours, the just for those that don't know about TNR, would be 12 hours sitting within proximity of the trap or near enough yes. that you could come back and check it. You, It's not like 12 times you put the trap out. You have to put it out and then see if she took the bait, right, and move it or use a different bait or it's complicated. You obviously, once she's trapped, you want to move her immediately to the veterinary facility for the, sp the spaying. Yes. Kittens, kittens between birth and five weeks make good bait. Oh, um, interesting. So, you, can, so, you know, after five weeks, it's a crap shoot because mom's kind of like, ah, eh, I'm done with it. You can have the kids. I'll be on my way. But if they're under five weeks, you can put the kittens in a carrier, put that carrier behind a trap, oh. put the trap open and cover everything. And then it's a waiting game. But that waiting game isn't like an hour. That <laughs> waiting game can be, but it can be 12 hours. So I, I don't recommend anyone doing it unless they're going to put in the time to do it. It's a huge devotion, and you've been yes. doing it now for five years, so you've clearly gotten enough moms and dads to feel that you've done a lot of full circles, and you're making a dent in the local population. It's not just litter after litter after litter of kitten. What was it that you asked Mission Meow for? What was Because the great thing, I, asked, I think, about the Mission <laughs> Meow, sorry to interrupt while you're answering, I think oh, the no, great thing about the grant proposals is you can't just say, Give me some money, please. You know, we just need some right. money, please. That's the whole point of it is to say, okay, what do you specifically need money for? And what do you estimate the cost of that being? So how did you know or decide what would be your target for your request? Well, the grant could not be used for food, litter, or medical. It could only be used for equipment. So um, we have roughly 100 volunteers in our main wow. TMR group. So in my mind, if we could get 15% of those with feral cats in, 
we would enable more volunteers to be able to hold feral cats for medical, hold feral cats with mothers, so that way they could be weaned and go to rescue, and moms could be TNR'd and returned to site. So 15% was in my head that, you know, 15 dents. What ended up happening is that we ended up with a $6,000 grant and we got like 35 dens. Wow. Two recovery crates, um, a six 42 inch dog crate that we could put the cover recovery den into for those that didn't have one. So it, what we asked for was small, but what we got was huge. Isn't that fabulous? Now, tell me what a feral cat den is. That's a new idea to me. Is that something that you can actually purchase as, you know, go up to the, the checkout counter? I want one feral cat den, please. Or is it something you create and put together? No. Um, any of your um, tomahawk, um, live trap, any of the manufacturers that do traps, cat traps, will also have feral cat dens. Most of your um, shelters, your high-end shelters, um, St. Charles Shelter out in um, St. Charles, Missouri uses them. Um, when they get a cat that they're not sure it's disposition, they'll put it into a cage with a den. And a den has a removable front door and it has a side circle door. So that way when they put the cat in the crate, the cat will instinctively go in the den. They can close up the den, and then you can clean up the crate, oh. the litter box and the food, without the cat attacking you. It's That's safe. nice. Yes, it's safe for the cat, and it's safe for the volunteer that's working with the cat. That's really cool. And so those dens are made, they're manufactured in this way, with a, a door that opens and a circular door that closes up. And that allowed you 100 volunteers is a lot, Christina. You must be quite an inspiration to get 100 well, those, people. So those volunteers are with our, the main TNR group in St. Louis, which is St. Louis Feral Cat Outreach. Their goal is only TNR. They are a trap, neuter, return group. They don't really do, they do medical, but they're not a rescue, and they don't really facilitate any volunteers when they encounter kittens. Right. Full circle is what we founded to help these volunteers who encounter kittens. So that way they understand that they need to try the trap mom and that they have the ability themselves to hold mom and the kitten until the kittens are weaned and can go to rescue. And is that what people welcome to the ability to do? Because I imagine that they're really devoted TNR people. It must have been emotionally sort of ethically complicated for them to take the mother to be spayed, but not have the facility or the wherewithal to deal with the kittens. I will say that the majority of volunteers that, you know, we hand selected a group of volunteers from that main group that we knew that they would take a den and that they would use the den properly. And then there were some volunteers that were on the fence. They're like, oh, I see. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I really want the commitment of a den. And we never pushed. But it's funny 
this year, you know, those volunteers that didn't want a den, they've gotten into situations where they're like, oh, I think I could use a den. Interesting. I'm like, Here, take a den. <laughs> use it. Let me know. Let me know how it works. That's great. You know? That's so cool that Mission Meow gave you those tools so that when really devoted, dedicated people were out in the field, if they needed to reach for a tool, you could put it in their hand. Otherwise, what do you do? I mean, you can't put them in a cardboard box. The cats are feral, right. first of all. They're not going to stay in a box, and they could bite and scratch. Most naturally, that would be their reaction to humans interfering, especially when they have babies, right? Yeah. So are are uh, your dens well-occupied? Are you like a, an Airbnb? Where you well, <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, this year has been interesting um, because we did not realize that we would have so many um, uh, mother cats giving birth in traps, meaning that we have trapped the cats. They're in line. They're going the next day to the TNR clinic, and boom, they've had their baby. Oh, my goodness. So we have literally had like 15 mothers give birth in traps. I had one mother personally that was at the clinic and the clinic called me to say, uh, she's given birth before we can anesthetize her. My goodness. So these so, cats don't even look pregnant when they're pregnant? We are advocates for spay abort. So any feral cat, um, spay abort is safe up until the time of so, actual delivery so if she were pregnant delivery. you would simply remove the kittens and the uterus and she would no longer be able to reproduce yes, yes. well given how many how many litters you've had on your doorsteps it's the only way to eventually reduce the population it's not to welcome more kittens and look for more homes yes and just to give kind of the the people who are listening and understanding, we do TNR every week, um, our volunteers. But we have a big event once a month where we do about 80 to 90 cats. And they start in March. So from March to May, we have done 236 cats at these events. Wow. 20, 22 of those cats were in heat. 14 of those cats were postpartum meaning they had already delivered and their kittens were out in the field somewhere. And 54 of those cats were pregnant. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so do the math at 54 yes. cats on an average of four a litter. And most 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 kittens, have, most mother cats have six. But if you just conservatively do four, that's 216 cats. Which would, in a way, Christina, kind of wipe out all the good work you'd done. On the other hand, it Correct. proves how good your work is because the number of cats that you spayed and stopped from reproducing, you would have had that many already on the ground, new ones, if you hadn't intervened. Yes, but it's not, and, and, and thank you for saying me, but it isn't me. It's all of us. It's all of, of our course. village of volunteers at different TNR organizations the clinics that welcome us to do TNR. That's right. There's unfortunately not a lot of vets that even want to get into the TNR game because there's not a lot of money in it. Hardly. It's basically a, a labor of love. Correct. Well, I think what you're doing is fascinating with the dens. I would, had never heard of them before. I think 
that the number of cats you're getting at the critical time when it's kitten season is brilliant because everyone thinks kittens are adorable, but there aren't enough homes for them. And if you didn't intervene when you do, those kittens would be by five months, they'd be reproducing too. So it would just be an yeah. endless, you know, pipeline of cats and the work you're doing. And when I say you, of course, I don't mean just you, but the fact that you're all working together yeah. collaboratively is fabulous so that you're not working at cross purposes, but the established TNR groups can take advantage of your grant and your grant has even more value because it's helping people beyond your own volunteer base. It's reaching out to others. It's great. And Mission Meow, because they gave us way more than we asked for. Not only are we getting more of those dents into volunteers' hands, we're actually reaching out to some smaller rescues that deal with kittens and giving them a den wow. and saying, hey, please do not just grab kittens. When somebody calls your rescue right. and says they got a litter of kittens, please try to get mom. And here's a den, and I will walk you through how wow. to do it. And the same thing with people that call in, and they're not PNR trappers. They're just, hey, people. I walked out of my, uh, yeah, I walked out of my patio and there's kittens. What do I do? You right. Know, We'll walk them through here. Come to come to our house. I'll give you a, a trap, a den, a crate. We'll walk you through holding these kittens until the kittens are weaned and they can go to rescue. And um, mom can get TNR. So it's not just TNR trappers that can do it. It's the anybody that can do yeah. it. Yeah. It's great. It's really wonderful. Congratulations on winning the grant. And Keep going with this wonderful work you're doing and reaching out to the, the greater cat community. Uh, it's wonderful to know that you are such a patchwork of groups all with the same mission, which is reducing unwanted, unloved, unneeded, uncared for cats and just taking care of the ones right in front of you. Thank you, Christina. And thank you to Full Circle Mo Farrell. You're doing great stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening, and I also want to thank Wonderside for their support. It's a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your cats and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people. If you have cat problems or questions you'd like me to talk about on the show, please write me to Tracy at TracyHotchnerPets.com.